What's up everybody, I'm Steph. And I'm Mari. We are two licensed professional counselors in the state of Wisconsin, and this is the Rewriting Her Story podcast, a mindset podcast for everyone. Here we'll discuss daily issues we face ourselves, struggles our clients are having, and ways to tackle everyday life, and whatever else comes up. We take a no bullshit approach while still being empathetic and supportive. Let's Let's fucking fucking go. go. Go, 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 go. No, thank you. No, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. So after 49 minutes of talking. (laughs) (laughs) We just have to get through that one little thing where my internet decides to act like an asshole and it cuts me off from talking and it's like five minutes later. I shouldn't say it only happens when we're just like bullshitting because it has happened in episodes, but. Yeah. Oh, it has. It has happened in episodes. Mm -hmm. Anyways. Today's going to be a marathon of recording it feels like a little bit what it is for let's see if we can get it done before 8 30 maybe 9 so we can salvage something Steph and I both got kindles we have to read I both got kindles and we don't know how to act so I do not know how to act I don't I don't know any free second I have it's yes. in my face it's worse than a phone so yes last night I was mad that I had to like do chores and pack for vacation because I just wanted to sit in my room and fucking read I was yeah mad. I was irritated yeah <laughs> literally me oh god so don't do this to me i have no idea what episode, episode we're on. 72 72 holy shnikes um let's do this so tonight we are going to talk about today whatever whenever you're listening this this morning i don't know but it's night for us we are going to talk about something that comes up pretty frequently with clients um and also has come up a lot this week. The two topics we're going to talk about tonight have come up a lot this week for me. And I think obviously you've experienced it, stuff. I don't know if it's come up for you this week, but we wanted to talk about medications and taking medications, like the stigma behind taking medications. Um, it shows up so frequently. Like sometimes I have clients come in and they're like just ready to go. Um, not necessarily where it feels like med seeking, but they're like, I felt like this for so long. If it, if I have to take a medication, okay, I will mm-hmm. not a big deal. And then I have kind of the other pool of people who are like, Mm-mm, no way. No, I don't want to take a medication. And I think that pool kind of breaks into its own little pools, right. Of like, I'm not going to take a medication because, um, you know, I'm fearful of it. I don't want to take a medication because, you know, then something's wrong with me. Mm-hmm. I don't want to take a medication because for whatever reasons, sure. right. I mean, there's multiple reasons we could break that pool, those pools down pretty far, pretty far. So I was speaking with some clients about potentially like one client was having to change med. One client was potentially having to go on meds or accept like, Hey, I really can't do this, you know, by myself anymore. Um, and it was broken down to me by a attending psychologist at the hospital that we worked at, um, broken down for me in during a family session, which was really, really helpful because I was pretty, I was a pretty green therapist, pretty green in my family sessions. And I was so fearful of this dad just because he was so smart. And I had such imposter syndrome. I was like, he's going to walk all over me. Like, this is the first parent Mm -hmm. I've ever had to encounter like this, 
who's really that intelligent. And she broke it down in the sense of your brain is an organ like anything else. So when you think of um, having to take a medication for something like heart disease or, you know, kidney disease or diabetes or Mm -hmm. anything like that, you don't question the doctors, maybe sometimes, right. Depending on if there's like a multi, like if you have high blood pressure, okay, what what one, what meds going to be the best for me? Are there Mm -hmm. holistic options I can do before having to go on this med? Right. And usually by that time, it's like, yeah, you need to change your diet and and all of those things, but it's past the point we have to add this med. And maybe once you get those other things under control, we could eventually reduce that med. But right now you really got to take the med. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I don't know if I've ever met anybody who'd be like, no, um, I have no, I'm not going to take a med for my blood pressure. No, thank you. If someone is telling you that you're going to die. I, I have had encounters with people that are just so against quote unquote, big pharma, right. Mm-hmm. That they won't mm-hmm. take anything that's right. Like chemically created. No, bitch. That's terrifying to me. Don't get me wrong. I am not trying to sit here and like pop pills into my sure. mouth. Cause your girl is terrified of anything that I, I would, I can't even say anything that doesn't grow out of the ground because weed and fucking mushrooms and psychedelics and shit like that scares the fuck out of me. And so I'm if she does it once. Yeah, I'm I'm convinced like if I smoke weed, like my lungs will blow up. So I'm still I am 35 years old. Hi, my name is Mari Hoagland. I'm 35 years old and I've never smoked a day in my life. Um, and that's my redeeming quality. Like <laughs> it's terrifying. I'm like, no, my lungs will explode. Like little balloons, like done. Cart me off. Mm-hmm. But in my mind, I'm like quality of life. Okay. If this person is telling me like my blood pressure is going to skyrocket, my heart's going to explode. If I don't take it, I'm going to take it right. Like nine times out of 10, I have cancer and they're like, you got to take this chemo. You got to take this pill in order for you to survive. I'm not going to be like, "Mm, no, thanks. I I think I'm going to fight this one out. I think I can do it with hopes and prayers and talking to friends. (laughs) Like That's not how this works. So when her explaining this, like your brain is an organ, like anything else. And it gets sick. Uh, the scary thing that it could be about our brain is that our brain runs everything else in our body, right? So your brain, we don't even know all of the brain's functions right now in 2022. We don't know all of the brain's functions. So to sit here and say that, or to treat it as if it's not an organ is doing yourself a disservice. It does. It gets sick. It gets, it, there are chemical imbalances that need to be righted mm-hmm. and a medication can help with that. I, I understand that maybe, maybe it was like the nineties, maybe eighties, like eighties, nineties, there was a really, um, big saturation in the medical mental health field of medications and giving up medications and just kind of slapping pills anywhere to attempt to see, um, what could help. Right. I, I realistically think like looking back on that time, trauma was still, and it's like infancy of being diagnosed and like spoken about and being understood. Um, yeah. And being understood. Like most of the, most of the diagnoses were still like sure. Depression and anxiety and schizophrenia. Some of those things were, or psychosis disorders, I should say some of those things were already out there, but like, it wasn't, I mean, the nineties were like the, the beginning of us really going into mental health and trying to understand it. And even then taking it further, it's 2022 and we still are like, oh shit, we just learned X, Y, Z, blah, blah, blah. So I am the point of this podcast and this, this episode is for us to just talk about 
the stigma behind that of like that people think that, well, because my brain runs my emotions and, you know, my body and my and all my other functions, it should be able to fix itself because it fixes all those things. When in reality, it doesn't fix those things. It just Mm -hmm. runs them. Dude, even at 26, so I'd graduated from grad school when I was 25, got married, all the things at 25. And then at 26, it took me like nine months to find a job, all the things. And for a while I was like really struggling. And my mom had recently been diagnosed with hypothyroidism. Like she'd gained a ridiculous amount of weight in a short amount of time. She was sleeping like 16 hours a day, all the things. And so like my symptoms were like, I was really irritable. I didn't want to do anything. I was sad. I was, you know, just kind of like blah. And so Mm -hmm. knowing what I knew from grad school, I was like, well, I'm going to rule anything medical first. And initially they didn't find anything with my thyroid. And here's the thing with hypothyroidism is that it can mimic depression. Or if you Mm -hmm. have depression, it can make it worse because it's regulated by your hormones, right? Your Mm -hmm. thyroid is regulated by your hormones. And so when they told me that I had depression and, you know, medication would help, I felt so defeated and self-conscious of like, I can't even fucking handle myself. Like that was my Mm -hmm. initial thought. I was young, right? I didn't really have Mm -hmm. insight into anything. Um, and it took trial and error to try a couple different medications. And I was on meds for nearly 10 years. Mm -hmm. I was on meds for 10 years when I stopped. Um, it served a purpose for me, right? Mm -hmm. But here's the thing, like you don't just take a medication and that solves all your problems. You have to work with your medication. You have to implement skills and tools with your medication. Mari's medicated for ADHD. She still has to do her routines in order to function the way she needs to function. It's not Mm -hmm. like she just takes it and her whole life has changed, right? With depression, I, the medication helped me substantially, right? Mm -hmm. I think it prevented me from getting postpartum depression because I was medicated throughout my pregnancy because I was actually fucking terrified of postpartum depression. Yeah, um, I imagine. Do I think it got worse when he was born? Yes. But I think oh, yeah. due to like lack of sleep and being overwhelmed with not knowing what the fuck I was doing. Right. And no self-care. Like think about all yes. of the things that you potentially have learned in therapy. All of those yeah. things are out the window when you first become a mom. Yeah. You don't know what the fuck you're doing. Exactly. I just got to the point where I was like, because when I was first diagnosed and put on medication, I was like, I don't want to be on this for the rest of my life. I don't Mm -hmm. want to have to rely on a medication to make me happy. That was my Mm -hmm. thought process, right? Instead of viewing it as a tool or a stepping stone to get me to a place where I could use, like learn these tools and utilize them every single day to make sure I'm taking care of myself. Because Mm -hmm. when you're depressed, self-care can go out the window very quickly because you're like, what the fuck is the point? I'm sad anyways. I'm always going to be sad. It's never going to change. Yes. Um, and I was resigned to that for a very long time until I figured out, like, it doesn't have to be that way though. So you have the power to say, I don't want to live like that anymore. And when I first got off the meds, it was awful. Like withdrawals were awful because of the medication I was on. And I would never push anybody to be on medication. That's never my goal. However, if I thought that whoever I was talking to could really benefit from it, I would educate them as much as I possibly can, but it's not my Mm go-to to to say like, well, you need meds, right? There are some disorders where you will need to be medicated for the rest of your life. 100,000 million percent. And if you're not bad, things could happen, Mm -hmm. right? That just is what it is. You can either accept it or then you can get off medication and see what happens. Why would you do that though? Like, why would Mm -hmm. you set yourself up to kind of fail in that situation? There's nothing wrong with needing assistance, whether it's medication, therapy, whatever, 
to take care of yourself. Yep. With doing that anxiety training, it was enlightening to find out um, a lot about anxiety medication and how it's actually supposed to be used versus how it's prescribed in America. Yeah. And unfortunately, that's really fucking sad because you have people out here being on Xanax for, you know, upwards of 10 years thinking that they can't function without it. That's sad. It is so upsetting to me. It is so, 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 so fucking upsetting to me. Because what you don't want to do is over-medicate yourself to the point where your brain doesn't know how to function without it. Mm-hmm. It's like being addicted to any other drug, right? Where you just can't function without it. That's sad. I had a point I was going to make. I hate it when this happens. Oh, my point of when you're saying like medication isn't going to be like the magic fix, the magic, the magic pill, right? No pun intended. It would be the same if you had high blood pressure or if you had heart disease or if you had something like that. The medication isn't the only thing that you need to do in those physical instances to be able to help like for your thyroid, like it's not like they're just like, oh, this is going to fix everything. They're like, well, you really need to talk about like potentially eating or like mm-hmm. strategizing, like having protein or like blah, blah, blah. Like I don't have a thyroid disease, so I have no idea. But I know my cousin was diagnosed with Hashimoto's and they said, you know, a gluten-free diet would help, blah, 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 blah. Like, so they give suggestions of other things that are in with within your control to be able to do when you're put on medications like that. The same is with mental health. Mm-hmm. It's just that there's this shame or um, stereotype or stigma surrounding going to therapy and talking mm-hmm. to somebody. So, so many times, I, I can't tell you how many times I have clients and it's, they're literally from all different walks of life, all different from areas of life, different areas of life that are like, is this normal? Like, do people just blah, blah, blah. Like some, some people are like, do people just come in here and cry? And I'm like, yes, mm-hmm. yes. Life is fucking hard. Absolutely. And then people are like, is it normal that I'm angry about this? Yes. Your feelings are valid in this instance, anger showing up because you know, your parents wronged you or blah, 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 whatever that it is. It's like, yes, that's very normal. Like life was hard 20, 30 years ago. Mm-hmm. Now, if you look at just our last seven years and how chaotic it has been, I mean, that trumps the past 30 fucking years. It really does. Like there's been so many things and you can't sit here and say like, oh, you know, me 10 years ago was really doing it. Blah, blah, blah. You 10 years ago didn't live through a pandemic. Mm-hmm. You 10 years ago didn't have all of your kids that you have. You 10 years ago didn't have a divorce. You 10 years ago, like you can't compare the journey that you're in now to the journey that you were in then because comparison is the thief of joy. Like you mm-hmm. don't get to do that. That's unfair to yourself. So if this medication, after, after having talk therapy for a little while and your therapist is like, you know what? I think that we need to reevaluate this or look at this or try something else. You know, what are your thoughts on meds? Like that, that suggestion, at least I can speak for us. That suggestion isn't being made lightly. That Mm -hmm. suggestion is like, dude, look, I see you. I see you fucking trying. I see you putting in the work. Mm -hmm. It doesn't have to be this hard. Try this. Mm -hmm. Trust me when I say this, if I've been seeing somebody for three months and I can see they're putting in the work, they're doing the homework, they're doing the skills, and I recommend a med, it's because I really do think that that's going to help. Mm -hmm. If I've been seeing somebody for three months and they haven't been putting in the work, 
I'm not recommending a med. I am refocusing and having that hard conversation with you about, look, here are the tools that we've talked about here, the skills that we have learned. How are we implementing these in everyday life? I'm not like, hey, fuck you, you. Why aren't you fucking doing what I'm telling you to do? I'm not like shaming you for it, but I'm like, we need to come back to Target. We need to revisit what you've learned and why we're not applying it. I was going to say it's, it's, I don't know that disheartening is the right word, but I've worked with people who rely on their meds heavily and will often ask for a med increase or give me another medication versus trying to do the work themselves. Yeah. You're not helping yourself. No, you can't just keep adding things and piling things on in the hope that it's going to take away some of these things, because some of those things are within your control to challenge yourself or to change yourself. But people have this idea that they're powerless and can't, and then that becomes a problem. 100%. Sorry. I was looking for Kleenex and I don't have any and my nose is running. I don't want to look like Amber Heard up on the stand. <laughs> Do you see that meme of her? It was like, maybe not like a meme, but a video clip. And I was like, she snorted something. Yes. She did. Yes. And then I just like snipped into the mic and I was like, great. I look like I'm doing coke. That's <laughs> how we get to these long recordings. <laughs> That's how Mari stays focused, guys. Yeah. Just give her something to get her more amped. <laughs> I just got a really fucking, I'm running um, that, that uh, um, Instagram real sound where it's like, I've had two hours of sleep yes. blah, 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 and I'm living on a fucking dream baby. Yes. I'm like, welcome to my head. Yes. Welcome to inside Mari's brain. Yep. That's me. Mm-hmm. Anyways. So my and our hope with this conversation is to break down these stereotypes about what medication looks like. Mm-hmm. Because I mean, if your stomach is hurting, you can go to Walgreens and go get something for it. If you've got a headache, you can take ibuprofen or Advil. If you've got, you go, they have some of these physical ailments. Like if you, if you're walking around sore as shit, part of you is like, okay, I'm going to roll out. Like I'm going to stretch my muscles. I'm going to roll it out, kind of loosen up that lactic acid. And I'm probably going to take some Advil mm-hmm. because this shit hurts. And I kind of want to smooth that out. Right. There's no difference from, from you doing, you know, something physically to help yourself and also taking something to help supplement for your mental health. I'm going to put some of these, t- these, um, skills and tools that I've learned into practice and into play. And I'm going to try that. And I'm going to try that for as long as I can, but you know what, there has to be a point where I'm going to call and say, I need more help. And that's okay. If you've already gone the step in the direction of getting help, it's just one more step, honey. It is just one more little leap of faith to be able to take you to that next level. I'm not saying medication is right for everybody, right? I'm not. I'm not. I literally made it however many years of my life without medication, and I was doing just fine. It was just coming to the point now where I'm juggling more professional things, and it it was coming to a breaking point of like, okay, I need something to help me. But like the second I start to reduce my workload and potentially move to part-time and focus more on like the other creative aspects of being a therapist. I really don't think that that's something I'll be utilizing in the future. It's that easy. Mm -hmm. Please hear me when I say this, I do not suggest coming off of or decreasing your medications unless you've spoken to your psychiatrist. Please don't do that shit willy nilly. It is so frustrating as a therapist. You are doing 
could be doing damage to yourself and going through unnecessary withdrawal symptoms that you do not need to go through. You do not need to cut shit off cold turkey. Stop it. Well, an ADHD medication is different. You can take yes. breaks from it and not have a problem. You cannot yes. do that with antidepressants. You will be creating more issues for yourself. That's yes. a very frustrating conversation. I have a lot and I can say it's frustrating because you already are having a difficult time and you are creating more difficulty for yourself yeah. unnecessarily. That's what I'll say about that. You were cultivating chaos for no reason. Yes. So if you're coming off of your medication, please speak to your prescriber. Mm-hmm. Don't do that shit willy nilly. Yeah. Make a plan. And here's the thing. It's your body. It's your body. If you want to come off of it, you can. Mm-hmm. Maybe it may be against medical advice. It may, and, or you may be able to have a conversation with your doctor saying, you know what, these coping skills are really working for me. I have my therapist. I feel really good about my plan and can come off of it, yep. but understand that you're in control of that though. Mm-hmm. Like you have control over your body. You have bodily autonomy. You can say, well, and it is America. So <laughs> I mean, maybe, maybe by the time this airs, you might not, but, <laughs> but you have say, so you can advocate for yourself in that way. But don't just stop that shit for no reason. That is so fucking dangerous and reckless. Don't do that. Yes. So you can find Steph at the spooky therapist on Instagram. I am at BEA underscore XO 11. We are at rewriting her story podcast on Instagram and YouTube, like subscribe, follow, share. We love it all. If you have any questions, concerns, or comments, please email us at rewriting her story at gmail.com. We would love rewriting her story podcast at gmail.com. <laughs> um, we would love to hear any questions, concerns, comments, any ideas or topics for the show. We're always looking. So please, if you're thinking it, somebody else needs to hear it. Sure. We'll just put it like that. So until next time, we love you guys. Bye. Bye.